You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 114, the unbelievable story of one-legged tap dancer, Evan Ruggiero. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Did you know that Actor Aesthetic has an online store? You can now search through the Actor Aesthetic shop to find downloadable cover letter samples, resume templates, audition journal spreadsheets, and hundreds of audition song suggestions categorized by voice type and genre. Level up your audition game and go to actoraesthetic.com shop. Well, hey friends, thanks for joining me this week for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. I am thrilled to bring this one to you today because it features a chat with one of my longtime dear friends, Evan Ruggiero. Evan began dancing at the age of five in his hometown studio, and by age 10, he was accepted into the famed New Jersey Tap Ensemble. Upon entering his sophomore year at Montclair State University while pursuing a Bachelor of Fine Arts in musical theater, Evan was suddenly diagnosed with osteosarcoma a rare bone cancer of the right leg. And during nine surgeries in a six-month period, in an effort to save the leg, the cancer returned more aggressively than the original diagnosis. He was faced with the ultimate decision of amputation in order to stop the cancer and save his life, as well as undergoing chemotherapy for 16 months. 18 months after the amputation, and only two days after receiving his peg leg, Evan was tapping again. In 2018, he received a Drama Desk nomination for Best Actor in a Musical, a Cheetah Rivera Award nomination for Best Dancer in a Musical, and was awarded a Clive Barnes Award in Theater for his portrayal of Tom Jones in New York City's off-Broadway hit, Bastard Jones. This past year, he was seen performing at Carnegie Hall and at the 90th Oscars. He has performed for many, many notable individuals such as Ellen DeGeneres, President-elect Joe Biden, and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, amongst others. In this episode, Evan chats with me about the harrowing details of his illness and how he ultimately overcame it. An advocate for artists with disabilities, he also discusses the importance of representation and inclusion within the theater industry. Evan is truly an inspiration and also just a wonderfully kind human, so without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Evan, thank you so much for joining us this week. How are you holding up? I have been on a kind of roller coaster ride. Uh, well, oh, first of man. all, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, but I, I've kind of been on a roller coaster ride. Uh, 2019 was um, a really awesome year, and yeah. uh, 2020 was going into another really awesome year. And then mm-hmm. 
pandemic happened and everything just came to a screeching halt. Yeah, but I feel that. I mean, you definitely had a ton of things going on in 2019 and then in the beginning of 2020. I mean, was was Baby happening at the beginning of 2020? Baby was happening at the end of 2019. We uh, met with Malty and Shire and oh they really loved our um, our spin and our version of Baby. Um, and yeah. the cool thing about it was um, uh, the middle couple, uh, they were two lesbians. And so instead of a guy and a girl, we kind of just flipped the script around a little bit and we kind of wow. made revisions of our own. But uh, Malty and Shire were like, wow, like we really like this and uh, we want to help out with this. And, you know, we want to help write that middle couple in more and kind of update oh. things. And so, you know, we want to see the show have a second life. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Like I get to like workshop this show, you know, at this like you know, and, like do this like free Broadway tryout. Like, come on, it's a small <laughs> show. It doesn't cost a lot of money to produce. Let's go to Circle in the Square. And yeah, and, and actually, that's that's what we were talking about. You know, at the same time, I had just finished playing out in San Diego with Jason Mraz. We did an awesome wow. gig out there. Um, and then I was still, it. In between all that, I was, you know, around all of that, I was on tour with TD Bank. I was doing a lot of motivational speaking and dancing mm. uh, with them. And, um, yeah, I, uh, outside of theater, I do a lot, you know, I teach a lot of dance classes, do a lot of motivational speaking. It's just kind of, yeah. you know, something that happened. And, um, you know, living in Manhattan, just, just the, you know, the, the chaos of, you know, the summer. And, I mean, I spent a lot of time in New Jersey. My girlfriend and I kind of left the city. We came and kind of you know, hunker down in New Jersey and we would go back every once in a while, but there was just, you know, it, it was a lot, it was a lot happening. And uh, now uh, while the industry is still closed, I am selling cars for Subaru. So okay. I know it's like, it's, it's like, <laughs> another, honestly, it's like another acting gig. It's great. Wow. I mean, I don't want to say like, I'm, I'm like acting. Cause like, I, I enjoy talking about cars and I enjoy talking to people. And the funny thing too, is I, is I tell people like I was in the entertainment industry. I was touring the world. I was motivational speaking. I lost my leg to cancer. I have one leg. I knock on my leg and be like, yeah, this is fake. I spin it around. I tell them how I tap dance with a peg leg and they're like, what? And then I'm like, yeah. So like, you know, let's talk about this, you know, the Subaru Outback. And uh, it's usually, you know, it's it it goes pretty well so it's oh, fun. It, it, it's, wow. it's, it's the temporary gig right now while uh while i wait for the industry to come back and you know i'm still self-taping with my agents for like different tv shows but it's so funny because they know because i told them prior to to you know like like to to taking this job at super i told them like look like what do you think of this like nothing is happening like is this okay like I still want to self-tape I still want to do all this stuff and they're like yes like do it like don't worry like you know what you can you will come back like like my next contract is scheduled for October of 2021 wow so I'll I'll do that show like I'm I'm ready for it you know I can't wait and um but like for now like it's just about you know it's just about making money and just working and you know being able to provide (laughs) it's all you can do though and I mean honestly what a great job I mean I know that you're obsessed with cars am I wrong yeah I absolutely love them like what a cool job and I think actors make such good salespeople because yeah because because we're naturally we just naturally like naturally great (laughs) (laughs) we we have charisma we have a personality Mm -hmm. we're not really you know like this is me when I'm selling a car like I'm like oh my gosh 
It has 32.5 cubic feet of space in the trunk. <laughs> you get such great gas mileage. Come on, 33 miles per gallon. Oh, oh you want the hybrid? You want the hybrid? Oh, yeah. All right. We got that. We got that. <laughs> and like, who could go wrong with an inexpensive, reliable Subaru? So let's take it back. So you grew up in New Jersey. How did yeah. you initially get involved into performing? I know you started taking dance classes when you were young. Yeah, I was a, I was a kid when I started taking dance classes. I saw my sister dancing and I just thought it was cool i just thought it looked like a lot of fun and so my mom signed me up for hip-hop and i was i was awful and then i just but i said i want to go back and i want to take tap and so i started tap dancing at a young age and i got good at it and <laughs> it why was, tap like what what interested you about tap oh just 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 the um you know making making music with my feet and just being mm -hmm. percussive um I always loved the drums, which eventually I started to play the drums after yeah, yeah. Um, and a ton of other instruments. And I just, yeah, I, I wanted to learn as much about the art form as I could. And so I continued dancing at my dance school, but then I also found some uh, outside resources, one of them being the New Jersey Tap Ensemble. It was a mm -hmm. professional tap company dedicated to rhythm tap dancing. And and I got in, I, I, I auditioned for this company and I got in and I had my one of my first performances at Lincoln Center in New York and I was like wow like this is this wow. is cool oh, yeah I was 10 11 years old and here I am I'm at a place where, <laughs> where uh, I've always wanted to be where I wanted to be when I was an adult uh performing so it was it was really cool I got to perform in a lot of cool um venues in New Jersey and New York at a, at a young age uh, while I was in uh, middle school I, yeah I definitely got picked on for being a guy dancer it was it was mm. a thing one of my teachers, Miss Hilfman. Do you know Miss Hilfman though? Yes. So Miss Hilfman uh, said, "Look, why don't you audition for the Spring Musical? I'm doing Annie Get Your Gun. I think there's a part in it that you know could be great for you." Um, and I was like, "Oh, Frank Butler," and she was like, "Little Jake," and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool." Uh, so so I auditioned that I was Little Jake, and uh, it was great. I I just found this. Uh, place where I could sing dance and act and have fun and it was a safe space where everybody else around me was interested in doing the same things so I continued with that through middle school and I was in the marching band did that in high school same thing you know I wanted to go to school for musical theater I wasn't really great at many other things um, I mean especially when when I had a lot of friends who were like I'm going to go to school for pre-law and I want to go to school to be a doctor I always wanted to be a little different growing up I always did things that were just a little more eccentric out of the norm mm -hmm. and so I said I am going to go to school for musical theater and I was the first born in my family and uh it definitely got um a lot of um you want to do what uh-huh <laughs> and my parents totally supported me they were like yeah sure like go for it do it you know they knew I wanted to be on Broadway um and so they said, yeah, let's, you know, we'll start looking at schools. And I looked at the usual suspects, Michigan, Carnegie Mellon, what was the other one? NYU. I checked out Muhlenberg. I checked out Oklahoma and Marymount. And yeah, and that was it. And then I came across Montclair and Montclair had a great, it, it was, it was a, it was a fairly new musical theater program. And Clay James, who um, he had just gotten there like two years before I got there. 
you know Clay, right? I love Clay. Yeah, and Clay, yeah, Clay had just gotten there uh, a couple of years before I, before I got there, and he's a great tap dancer. And I went to their theater day, and I and I sat in on a couple of different classes, and I was like, yeah, this is great. This is where I want to be. This is this is pretty much where I grew up uh, because the New Jersey Tap Ensemble was also based in Montclair, so I was always oh, there. Wow. It was yeah, it was close to Manhattan, so I could get in and out of the city if I wanted to be there. And I was doing musical theater, so and it also had it had a it had a college campus that mm-hmm. I felt good at. You know, I felt comfortable. I you know I I did the whole New York City you know audition scene for college and I just didn't really enjoy the oh you're living in an apartment and you're taking a subway to class and you're doing this I I just didn't want to do it I wanted to have that that you know traditional college campus lifestyle yeah Montclair gives you the the best of both worlds my sister went my sister just graduated yeah Yeah. and I guess during the pandemic they had their showcase right before everything shut down so tell me about this because you you go to college for what a, a year two years and then yeah I was there I was there for one year one year one year actually no all right I was there for a year and we're gonna segue for like a hot second segue it let's hear year, it. and then over the summer that's when we met for the summer like right after my first year because we did the first ever production of High School Musical two you were Gabriella and I was Ryan and that was going into my sophomore year. Wow. So I was coming back to school after that. And then I was getting ready to do a man of no importance in, uh, at Montclair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we started rehearsals, we started to get into tech. And then all of a sudden I had this pain in my leg and I thought that I had just sprained my leg or fractured it in dance class. I was taking ballet four days a week. Uh, I had an x-ray taken and that doctor said that he wants me to get it checked out at Sloan Kettering by a specialist and when I was there I had a biopsy done and I was told that I had bone cancer so I had I got to do two nights of a man of no importance I did opening night and then the second night and then I had my operation and then uh, you know I was told I had cancer and then that was it then I was out for the rest of the for the rest of the year and I had a ton of different surgeries and um everything was fine going into 2010 and you know a few months into that was good and then may came along and uh my cancer came back and now i had to have my leg amputated so it just and then it it spread to my lungs and it just kind of became like a like a whole situation of going through chemo and um then i you know i went through chemotherapy and i was trying to you know i so crazy before i lost my leg and went through chemo i i registered for for classes at montclair I was like, I'm going to go back to school next year. Like I'm cancer free. This is going to be great. I'm going to take, you know, all these classes. I can't wait. And so then the amputation and the chemo happened. And my doctors were like, well, you can't go back to school. I mean, if you, if you catch something like the common cold during chemo, you're going to die, you know, your blood counts and and your platelets and and, all those levels are so low that something as simple as that could kill you. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I already registered for classes. So Oh, well, yeah. and um, I, I just wanted to be doing things that wouldn't keep me, you know, that wouldn't keep my mind focused on getting chemo and being at the hospital and being, you know, a cancer patient. And so I went to school and I took, uh, I took 15 credits. I was a full-time student and I was living in Russ Hall and I was uh, performing. Uh, we did, uh, what's it called? Uh, Sweet Charity. And I played Herman. And I remember, um, I remember getting the, 
my friends came to visit me in the hospital after one of the, my lung surgeries. I had just lost a third of one of my lungs. They just wow. taken it out of tumors. And uh, my friends came to tell me like, Evan, like, Evan, you're Herman and sweet charity. And I literally said, why? Why? Like, why? Like, why did Clay do that? Like, does he know? Like, there were probably other people that would be there and like that could do it. Like, I'm literally going through chemo and like, why? Fine, fine. That would be fine. I'll do it. Screw it. I'll do it. And, and I I missed, I remember like, it was a short rehearsal period, probably about like four weeks. And I remember missing the first two. And I just showed up for pretty much like the week before tech. And that was it. And I just did it. And you know, the show, you know, the show, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So Herman's like, not a crazy big part, but he has a song in it at the end. You know, uh, I love to cry at weddings and, you know, he kind of just walks on stage and he's like, shut up, be quiet, you know. (laughs) quiet over there you know i'm gonna kick you out or you know pretty much the whole show and then he has this like like hilarious like i love to cry at weddings like he winds up being a really sweet guy and he's like super protective of charity and yeah we just did it and i what we actually randomly extended like the show like like just kind of kept selling and uh we did i think we did like nine or ten performances and i used to get chemo during the day and then i would go to a show before the shows i would have a nurse come and give me like a booster shot so that i could you know just have the energy to do it and then yeah and then that was that was it so what was that like balancing that not only that not only just doing a show but like classes too yeah i well i mean it it i i just kind of did it because i would miss school sometimes for like a week sometimes a week and a half two weeks i'd be in the hospital and I, and I just did what I could do. And my teachers accepted it. They just said, it's fine. They said, when you're here, you're here. When you're away, you're away. Don't worry about it. If you, know, if you can get something done, get it done. If not, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get through it. I mean, it was, it, so I just kind of did what I, what I could do during the time. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a really good support system. That's cool oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, they, they, they did a lot. And I guess doing that show... <laughs> what was was part of it you know of, of really kind of keeping me sane and then you good. finished out your time there i finished my last class at um montclair december of 2013 2013 and then and then yeah i took my last final and then at later that night i had a show at 54 below <laughs> <laughs> my first ever my first show at 54 below i finished the final and i did a show at 54 below with laura Bonanti and andrew keenan bulger you're the most casual person i know <laughs> it was it was so cool it was so cool. Wow. Yep. And what was yeah. your, I mean, what was your transition like from going from college at that point to, you know, the, the real world? world? Yeah. It was wild because it was wild because that, that last semester was when I was on the Ellen show. Oh my God. So, 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 and that's kind of, so in September, it was literally my, my 23rd birthday. Okay. And, um, and, and I, I got to perform on the Ellen show and I got to meet Ellen and we did, you know, this whole interview. And right after that, things kind of just started to happen. And, um, you know, I was, tra- I was starting to travel a lot. I was still finished. I had, I had, I was in two classes. I had two classes that semester. I just had to finish them out. So it was, and I put both of them on Monday. After that, I, I started to just do a lot of traveling with with dancing like I want to do musical theater but like right now this is what's happening like this is mm-hmm. this is the thing and I gotta I gotta I gotta go with it I gotta ride it I gotta ride this out 
and um, slowly but surely I started making my way to different places and meeting new people and got to you know I got to meet uh, uh, Pasek, you know Benj Pasek and Justin Paul and then work with them in Atlanta Georgia uh, and I work and I got to work with Carrie Menelakis as well and so the three of uh, the four of us were you know and that's and Andrew Keenan Bolger was down there too and so we had already done the um the 54 below show and so we were kind of like just jamming and performing and doing our thing down there and then Carrie said like look I want you to come out to this place in Sonoma you got to check it out Transcendence Theater Company little little bits and pieces of theater, theater started to come back into my life and I was so excited because I was like, yes, like I finally get to sing, dance and act. I auditioned for uh, Pittsburgh CLO and I got in uh, doing Man of La Mancha and that's how I got my equity card. And uh, it had nothing to do with tap dancing. So I was like, lovely, this is perfect. Like I could just, I can just sing and I can act. Um, and I, I kind of kept, you know, trying to plug away at different things here and there. And just, you know, all right, like, how, like, how am I going to, you know, you know, get more involved in theater? And I went back out to CLO and I did Shrek with them, which was so much fun because I got to tap in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the first time I was tapping in, uh, in a musical that was second, that didn't have a one-legged tap dancer in it. So that was cool for me to do. And then I got to do the Toxic Avenger with them, which was like my real test to see if I could do you know seven shows a week with one leg wearing like a full body suit and a mask and then like the leg that we had made for the show was a 15 pound um exhaust pipe peg leg so it was just this giant thing and I was like yeah I could do this like let's do it and from there I got cast in a show in Manhattan off Broadway um where that where like we kind of made a big splash uh, for having actors with disabilities and telling like a really you know, wholesome, great story that was like a, you know, a comedic um, farce. And uh, it just kind of went from there. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I've, I've ha- you know, the, the entire time though, I've been tap dancing, I've been teaching classes, I've been, yeah. I've been, you know, I've still been doing, you know, the tap thing. And uh, it's, you know, so it hasn't, it hasn't left me at all. It's still it's 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 still there with me. I I tried to pull back a little bit uh, right before the pandemic and really kind of focus on theater, and uh, that's kind of what Baby was, where you know I could do a show that had to do nothing, you know, you know that had nothing to do with tap dancing, um, which was cool that I you know I could I could I could focus on on something else, um, but uh, it's it's definitely something that I'm not giving up uh, anytime soon, uh, and. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my kind of my crazy journey with mm. with theater and dance. You brought up a really interesting point about how excited you were to to play roles that had nothing to do with disability at all. Yeah, I yeah, I mean I, I mean and that is the true definition to me at least of what inclusion is. It's yeah. like we always talk about inclusion in the arts and, you know, you know, blind casting and um, you know, uh, diversity. And we're finally starting to see it, but, but, the, but as an actor with, with a disability, um, you know, I don't want to play a guy who has one leg. Yeah. I don't care about that. Like, I want to, I want to go be Fiero, you know, that is such a cool role dancing mm-hmm. through life. Huh? King George in Hamilton, mm-hmm. like hilarious with a peg leg, you know, like there, <laughs> there are these things that, 
you know that, that that like it's it just doesn't like i don't see it as like okay like i have to go out and i have to play that guy who's missing a leg you know the and that was the cool thing about bastard jones is you know is what we did in manhattan is that we took a character henry fielding's tom jones who does not have one leg um and we gave him one leg you know and we just say yeah like we're just gonna do this and we're not gonna speak about it but we can make jokes about it throughout you know there's a lot of improvisation and i'm totally fine to joke about the loss of my leg and poke fun at it it's funny like and and it, and it puts the audience in this uncomfortable uh and vulnerable position where they're like oh can i laugh at that oh yeah i could okay yeah i, I guess i could laugh at it they're making fun of it, so i can laugh at it so it's fine so yeah, I don't, I don't want to play the guy with one leg. I want to play the role. That's it. I just want to do it and then be like, oh, cool. That guy has one leg and he did that. If someone were listening to this right now that, uh, you know, a, a young artist that has a disability, what kind of advice would you give to them for pursuing a career in the theater industry? Oh, I would say absolutely go for it and, and, yes. and to be you, you know, because, because the adversity of who you are is, is what makes you stand out. You know, and, you know, there's, there's so many different endless possibilities that, you know, you as an artist, as a person can do in the entertainment industry, whether it's having a, dis, uh, um, you know, whether it's you having a disability or not. Um, but I, but I, I say absolutely go for it, do it. Find what makes you special, you know, in those, in those moments. And uh, I mean, I, I would have never thought that I would tap dance with a peg leg so many, so many years ago. But um, I just I just didn't want to give up. I didn't want to want to give up dancing. I didn't want to give up performing. I, I wanted to be on stage and and there's a world for you out there for everyone. Well said. Thank you for joining us this week. This has been so lovely to catch up with you. I cannot believe it has been like ten years. I know it kind of feels like nothing has changed, and that like I'm still living in that world ten years ago. Yeah. But it's yeah, you know, it's it's been interesting because each each year, each month that kind of go by, something new happens that I that I can reflect on and add to my life experiences. And now, like, I can't wait to go back and like do like an actual like formal motivational speaking. Yeah. And I could just see you at eighty. You're gonna be eighty years old, and yeah. you're just gonna have the best stories. Well. I, if I could tell you the truth about this is like, because I always loved cars, I was like, yeah, I just like, I love cars. I love talking about cars. I always thought that like, look, I'm going to like, I'm going to be on Broadway. I want to win a couple Tony awards. I, you know, I'll do a couple <laughs> films, a couple movies or whatever. And then when I'm all done, I'll just go sell cars and I'll put like my Tony awards on the desk and just be like, yeah, like, oh man, like in my past life. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a Tony. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was me. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's me and yeah, here's me and Cheetah. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, here's me and Joe Biden. Yep. Here's a you know. Oh, so casual. So sometimes, sometimes like I get to talk about it, and they're like, yeah. "What? What? Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, really." And I'm like I'll take out the photos and be like, "Look, here's me and and Joe Biden. Here's me and Cheetah and Jason. You know, all you know. Yeah, it's like cool stuff." They're like, "Wow! Oh my gosh!" And I'm like, "So, are you looking for 48 months or 60 months on?" <laughs> What are you looking to do here? How much money down are we talking? It's, it's great. It's, it's literally hilarious. It's so <laughs> They're swindled. You got them wrapped around your finger. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun.
Evan, just thank you for, for chatting. Okay. It's it's yes. so lovely getting to chat with you. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank sharing your story. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, and share it to your Instagram stories so that I can see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and also hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a brand new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.